Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Kings chapter 24 During Jehoiakim's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked. Jehoiakim became his vassal for three years, and then he turned and rebelled against him. The Lord sent Chaldean, Aramean, Moabite, and Ammonite raiders against Jehoiakim. He sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord he had spoken through his servants, the prophets. Indeed, this happened to Judah at the Lord's command to remove them from his presence. It was because of the sins of Manasseh, according to all he had done, and also because of all the innocent blood he had shed. He had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord was not willing to forgive. The rest of the events of Jehoiakim's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Jehoiakim rested with his ancestors, and his son Jehoiachin became king in his place. Now the king of Egypt did not march out of his land again, for the king of Babylon took everything that had belonged to the king of Egypt, from the brook of Egypt to the Euphrates River. Jehoiachin was eighteen years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Nehushta, daughter of Elnathan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father had done. At that time, the servants of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon marched up to Jerusalem, and the city came under siege. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to the city while his servants were besieging it. King Jehoiachin of Judah, along with his mother, his servants, his commanders, and his officials, surrendered to the king of Babylon. So the king of Babylon took him captive in the eighth year of his reign. He also carried off from there all the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasures of the king's palace, and he cut into pieces all the gold articles that King Solomon of Israel had made for the Lord's sanctuary, just as the Lord had predicted. He deported all Jerusalem and all the commanders and all the best soldiers, 10,000 captives, including all the craftsmen and metalsmiths. Except for the poorest people of the land, no one remained. Nebuchadnezzar deported Jehoiachin to Babylon. He took the king's mother, the king's wives, his officials, and the leading men of the land into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. The king of Babylon brought captive into Babylon all 7,000 of the best soldiers and 1,000 craftsmen and metalsmiths, all strong and fit for war. And the king of Babylon made Mataniah, Jehoiachin's uncle, king in his place and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah. She was from Libna. Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. Because of the Lord's anger, it came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he finally banished them from his presence. Then Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. 2 Kings chapter 25 In the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army. They laid siege to the city and built a siege wall against it all around. 
The city was under siege until King Zedekiah's eleventh year. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that the common people had no food. Then the city was broken into, and all the warriors fled at night by way of the city gate between the two walls near the king's garden, even though the Chaldeans surrounded the city. As the king made his way along the route to the Arabah, the Chaldean army pursued him and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. Zedekiah's entire army left him and scattered. The Chaldeans seized the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah, and they passed sentence on him. They slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes. Finally, the king of Babylon blinded Zedekiah, bound him in bronze chains, and took him to Babylon. On the seventh day of the fifth month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, a servant of the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem. He burned the Lord's temple, the king's palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. He burned down all the great houses. The whole Chaldean army with the captain of the guards tore down the walls surrounding Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, deported the rest of the people who remained in the city, the deserters who had defected to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the population. But the captain of the guards left some of the poorest of the land to be vine dressers and farmers. Now the Chaldeans broke into pieces the bronze pillars of the Lord's temple, the water carts and the bronze basin which were in the Lord's temple, and carried the bronze to Babylon. They also took the pots, shovels, wick trimmers, dishes, and all the bronze articles used in the priest's service. The captain of the guards took away the fire pans and sprinkling basins, whatever was gold or silver. As for the two pillars, the one basin and the water carts that Solomon had made for the Lord's temple, the weight of the bronze of all these articles was beyond measure. One pillar was twenty-seven feet tall and had a bronze capital on top of it. The capital, encircled by a grating and pomegranates of bronze, stood five feet high. The second pillar was the same with its own grating. The captain of the guards also took away Seraiah, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest of the second rank, and the three doorkeepers. From the city he took a court official who had been appointed over the warriors, five trusted royal aides found in the city, the secretary of the commander of the army who enlisted the people of the land for military duty, and sixty men from the common people who were found within the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. The king of Babylon put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah went into exile from its land. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, over the rest of the people he left in the land of Judah. When all the commanders of the armies, they and their men, heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. The commanders included Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Johanan, son of Kareah, Sariah, son of Tanhumeth, the Netophathite, and Jaazaniah, son of Maacathite, and their men. Gedaliah swore an oath to them and their men, assuring them, Don't be afraid of the servants of the Chaldeans. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well for you. In the seventh month, however, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, 
son of Elishama, of the royal family, came with ten men and struck down Gedaliah, and he died. Also they killed the Judeans and the Chaldeans who were with him at Mitzpah. Then all the people from the youngest to the oldest and the commanders of the army left and went to Egypt, for they were afraid of the Chaldeans. On the twenty-seventh day of the twelfth month of the thirty-seventh year of the exile of Judah's king Jehoiachin, in the year Evel Merodach became king of Babylon, he pardoned king Jehoiachin of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and set his throne over the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin changed his prison clothes, and he dined regularly in the presence of the king of Babylon for the rest of his life. As for his allowance, a regular allowance was given to him by the king, a portion for each day for the rest of his life. Hebrews chapter 2 For this reason we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard, so that we will not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles, and distribution of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. For he has not subjected to angels the world to come that we are talking about, but someone somewhere has testified. What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels for a short time. You crowned him with glory and honor, and subjected everything under his feet. For in subjecting everything to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him. As it is, we do not yet see everything subjected to him, but we do see Jesus, made lower than the angels for a short time, so that by God's grace he might taste death for everyone, crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. For in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was entirely appropriate that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, should make a pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will sing hymns to you in the congregation. Again, I will trust in him. And again, here I am with the children God gave me. Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people. 
For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.